With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> The opinions on Scoop Squad Truth Squad are those of the hosts and the guests and not those of WVRC Media. Copyright 2023. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad. And we are coming to you from downtown Charleston, West Virginia. I've got my executive producer, Ron Hughes, here with me. Hello, Ron. Hello, Ashley. How are you doing? I'm good. Um... Today we have a guest with us in the studio, um, and I'm just going to preface this podcast um, by letting you guys know that this is probably the most sensitive and serious podcast that we will have done to date. And we've done some pretty serious topics, sensitive topics, but I would say this one is probably our most delicate. I would say, and I, I would also caution parents that if you're listening to this in the car or if you have littles around, you might... You might not want to have littles around while you're listening there to will this. Be sens- there will be topics, you know, obviously sensitive topics, but topics that are not uh, fit for family viewing. That's right. Um, and so the guest that we have in our studio, um, her name is Jenny Harless. Um, I first became aware of Jenny, um, not her actual name, but of her story, probably two months before uh, November election last year, 2022. Um, and Jenny, I've invited you here to tell your story because you and I have met, um, you know, your story has circulated through Charleston for many months through the um, back channels, through the back channels. And, um, I have had actually had a chance to sit down with you, um, and, uh, listen to you. I've had a chance to sit down and look at, um, the evidence that, uh, you put out there, um, and, from what I see and, and what I hear from you, I believe you. I believe your story. I think you're a credible um, individual. Um, and I feel strongly that your story should be told. Because um, I, I just think that women shouldn't be intimidated to stay silent. I, I think that women should, shouldn't be afraid to speak up um, when something like uh, what happened to you happens. Um, and I don't feel like you've been heard and so tonight, I am going to listen again. And this is probably the most Me Too of any Me Too that's story. Right. That's right. And uh, I think that the listeners will agree, once it's all said and done, that this is a story that should have been told. Um, and since you haven't been listened to, and that's what I get, I, I the feeling that I get and what I see from from 
emails and uh, text messages is that you have not been listened to, that so far only one side of the story has been deemed correct. Um, And so on behalf of everyone, you know, I'm sorry that you haven't been taken seriously. Um, And I want to give you the chance tonight to tell your story. Um, And so why don't you, Jenny, tell the listeners why you're here, who you are, and why you're here. All right, so now the mic is yours. Ashley, thank you for inviting me today. You're welcome. I am here to tell you a story that I have reported to the Charleston Police Department, Mayor Amy Goodwin, as long as this. That's okay. As well as the city attorney, Kevin Baker. So they have all of this information you're about to share with the viewers they or do. with the listeners. Okay. They do. Um, and some people outside of the police agency as well. Right. Correct. This has been shared with many people. Yes. Um, this is about a relationship between the chief of police, Tyke Hunt, and myself. Um, that happened back in March of 2022. Okay. So take us back there to March of 2022. How were you, how did you come in contact with Tyke Hunt? Um, Tyke and I connected on LinkedIn, just as connections, which turned into us just having friendly conversations through chat on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. which quickly moved over to text messages. Okay, so between you, you the two cha- exchanged cell phone numbers. And Correct. You, okay. And you were, you were initially talking about his construction company that he's partnered with, correct. with another agency about doing some home repairs. Is correct. correct. During the conversation, I had mentioned that I, was, I had some remodeling projects going on, and he brought up that he was a licensed contractor. Okay. And so then the, the conversation then moves to your personal cell phones. Was this a personal cell phone or... Mine was a personal cell phone. His, I am not. You're not 100% I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so where did the converse, where did this go after you guys got off LinkedIn and you exchanged phone numbers and you began texting? What was the nature of the texts? They became more personal, um, very private nature. I, I was aware that he was married at this time. However, I did ask multiple times about his wife, and each time that I had asked, he refused to discuss the topic. So as far as I knew, he was separated or they were having some kind of problems because why would, in his situation with his title, why would a married man put himself out there? Okay. And how did he put himself out there, Jenny? Like, what... When you say the texts were personal in nature, um, they started to get very PG thirteen at first, um, and became very sexual in contact later. In content, okay. In content, okay. That's okay. So um, PG thirteen. What would a PG thirteen text look like? Um, at first, it was just flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Um, some pictures sent back and forth of, you know, he works out. 
So he was in pictures of him without a shirt on, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But it quickly led into that he was sending very private pictures. Were the the pictures, uh, including his face also, or any other identification, like uniform? Some involved, some did have his face, some did not. Um, A few have, there is one that he had his coat, his police coat. Is in the background, and it, mm-hmm. you can see that it's says Chief that Hunt. Right. I see. So, okay, so you guys hooked up on LinkedIn around March 1st, Correct. 2022. Um, by March 2nd, that's when it started getting kind of leading to, you say, PG-13, I would say, just flirtatious, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. They and then flirtatious. by March 3rd, okay, so this progressed rather quickly. Um, it did. By March 3rd, um, Chief Hunt is requesting that you come and see him, that you meet him in person. Right. Correct? He is. He insists numerous times that day for me to stop in the police department to visit him. He just said he wanted to meet me, you know, my personality. He just thought I had a great personality and how he would just like to meet me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Had nude pictures been sent by, by, at that point? Or do you remember? I don't remember at that okay. point. Okay. Um, do you remember about what time frame that the nude pictures and the started coming? If it was not before that, it was definitely the next Soon day. after. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So March 3rd, here we are. Um, you guys have moved rather quickly to some uh, sexual content with in texts um, and he is now inviting to you to meet him in person at the police department. Is that correct? Okay. I had some errands to run that day. Okay. And he insisted after I finished my errands that he would, he wanted me to stop by the police department. But not during business hours. Is that correct? No. No. He said that to wait until everyone else had gone. For the day. I did see those text messages. Um, I have seen a lot of the text messages. So take us to the, take us to City Hall when you arrived. I arrived at City Hall shortly before six o'clock. I parked on Capitol Street. He met me at the door on Capitol Street. We walked up the steps. And he did reach out to you and tell you which door to go to. So to not to be seen and all that good stuff. Okay. All right. So you get so you go. He meets you at the door. You go to his office. We walk up. I believe it was four flights of stairs. Okay. We walked in, kind of like a vault door. Okay. And we walked into one office, and then you made an immediate right, and that was his office. Okay. So we went to his office. Okay. Did he close the door? He did. Okay. Then what happened? When I walked in, I he walked behind his desk and sat in his office chair. I attempted to sit down in chairs beside of his desk, but before I could actually sit down, he grabbed my arm, he pulled me closer to him, pulled me on top of him to where I was sitting on his lap facing him. Mm-hmm. I sat there for just a moment. And reminded him that before I came, I told him nothing was going to happen if I stopped there. I was just stopping there to meet him. Mm -hmm. 
to no, talk to Nothing him. sexual would happen. Correct. Okay. I sat there for just a few moments. Then I got up and I moved to the seat beside of his desk. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, this all happened so quickly, it's hard to give an exact time frame. That's okay. But very shortly after that, somehow he ends up with nothing on except a tank top. So he's he removed, removed all of his clothes, including his everything. underwear, and Correct. he's in his tank top in his office. Okay. Correct. With you after hours. Okay. And then what? What happened? What, how did you react to that when you saw that he had gotten undressed? Um, my first word to him was, I told you nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he just made the comment that that is how he walks around his office when everyone has left for the day. Oh, oh. so he walks around his office naked when everybody's gone. That was his comment to me. OK, just like he's at his house or something. Correct. OK, so so then what? After that, he proceeded to lay in the floor in front of the seat that I was sitting on. He pulled me on top of him again. While I was sitting there, I told him again, I told you when I came, nothing was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I did not sit there long. I got up and requested for him to put his pants back on. And he again said that's how he walks around his office. I requested again that he puts his pants back on. When he asked why, I just told him I felt like that was very weird. After maybe the fourth request for him to put his pants back on, he Mm -hmm. finally did. Mm -hmm. We talked for a few moments, and then he stated that he had a business call that he had to make to the mayor, Amy. Okay. And that I could not be in his office while they discussed this topic. Okay. So I... That was your cue to leave. I gathered my things, and I left. Okay. Did you have any further contact with him that night? Or he had texted me before I even made it home. Okay. And just basically asked me what I thought of him. And what did you say? What did you think? Um, I think he actually said, what are you thinking about? Or I'm not exactly sure what his exact question was, but I remember my exact answer was, I was thinking about what I wanted for dinner. <laughs> okay. You were being honest. So I was. Did you ever meet with him again? We never met personally again. We did continue to text um, until around the end of April. Okay, so I just want to reiterate that this all happened very quickly within this days. Was between March first and March third. Yeah, Correct. within days of you guys being introduced on LinkedIn, you were then exchanging sexual messages, um, photographs, um, and then. You were at his office, and he completely undressed and pulled you on top of him. Correct. Okay. Did he invite you back after this meeting? He invited me back at least twice. And? I declined both times. Okay. Did he specifically say why he was inviting you back? Did he make sexual? Yes. He insinu- you knew why he was inviting He you. insinuated it was to have sex. To have sex. Okay. All right. So, but you never went back? No. All right. 
Um, so take us then, you guys, say, you say you, you text and you continue to exchange messages over the next few months. Um, <clears throat> eventually, um, as what happens with these things, his wife becomes aware or is made aware um, that he is involved and has been texting you. Yes, yeah, correct. Right? Um, Jessica was made aware that this okay. was going on. Mm-hmm. When, when was she made aware that you are aware of? What was April the 23rd? Okay. All right. So she, April, okay. she is aware. Um, we are talking on Facebook. Chat. Okay. She asked me to send her proof of all the text messages that were sent between the two of us. So I did. Mm-hmm. Did you reach out to her? I did. And this was on that date, or was it before the 23rd? That was April 23rd. Okay. Do you want to tell us why you did that? I really don't have a good reason why. I regret that I did it. Mm -hmm. But he he had done something to upset me. He had blocked me. Okay, so he had, had had these conversations with you and was soliciting you for sex, and then all of a sudden you turn around and he has blocked you from everything. Correct. Okay. And the last text that he sent to me said, I will contact you later this week unless you tell me not to. And what date was that? Was that earlier in April? That was about two weeks before. Okay. Yeah. So he said that he would contact you. He never did. You sent a text message to him, right? Um, What was that text message? What was the nature of that text? I think I'd sent him just a couple memes, Mm -hmm. just funny text messages. And you never heard back? Correct. Okay. And then you started to realize that. And I tried to send him a message on LinkedIn. And when I did that, I couldn't find his page. Okay. So you realized he he had had blocked me. Okay. His LinkedIn page? Correct. You okay. never connected on Facebook, did you? No. Okay. So, so it's either LinkedIn or text messaging. Correct. So you you were mad. I mean, you felt like you had been pursued, that you... Uh, I wasn't technically mad. It's just kind of hurt feelings. Yeah. That... Do you feel used? I won't say that necessarily. It was more just kind of hurt feelings of... You know, why be that aggressive for so long and so much? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you just stop. Yeah, he's pursuing you very aggressively. And then all of a sudden, Correct. he blocks you from everything. Okay. Yes. All right. So you reached out to his wife on Facebook. And uh, you and her started communicating through Facebook. And she asked to see proof of of what you were telling her. Yes. Okay. And I sent her a lot of proof. Mm-hmm. A lot of screenshots of text messages, of pictures. There was a lot. Did she ever um, admit that that was her husband in those pictures? At first she denied, said he was denying that anything happened, um, that I was the one that pursued him. The more I sent proof to her, the more it sounded like by her responses that he was owning up 
he, he, to he, his part. He knew he was caught. Correct. Okay. Because the evidence was overwhelming. Correct. Okay. And so you and Jessica Hunt continued this conversation for how long? Just one evening? Um, there was a lot of text messages that day. Or I'm sorry, Facebook messages that day between the two of us. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what time they stopped. It was okay. kind of later in the afternoon, early evening. But she picks back up and texts me again the next morning at. Okay, so you text, you or I'm sorry, Facebook messaged all three one evening. Um, and you woke up the next morning to some additional Facebook messages from Jessica Hunt. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And what were the, what was the nature of those texts that, that early the next morning? Um, they started at around 1.30. There were three. They started around 1.30 and ended at 3 o'clock in the morning saying that he denied everything, that you know, I attempted to pursue him. I wanted to sit on his lap and he would not let me that he never took his pants off while within his office, um, things like that. And then a little later, she tells me that she knows who I am. She knows what I look like. And to quote her, I'm not the typical prissy police wife. You may have the idea in your head. I've been called hard and more redneck than anything. Watch your back. Jot that down, screenshot it, whatever. Okay. So did you respond to that? I did not respond to that. That was one Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did she say anything about your appearance or quote anything that he'd said about your appearance? Yes, she did say at one point that when he's trying to deny everything, that I was fatter than I st- looked in my pictures and that's what she said that's that's what she said to me mm-hmm. yeah okay tyke said that about you correct okay so what was the last exchange that you had with jessica hunt over facebook on monday i was still a little upset about him denying so much knowing that he pursued me way more than i pursued him So I did send her a message explaining to her that that upsets me, Mm -hmm. that he pursued me way more than I pursued him. And that the only reason I entertained him at all was because that he he was a licensed contractor Mm -hmm. and I needed some remodeling projects done and he offered to help with those from day one. He offered to help me with that. She sent me a message back and just told me that this was my final warning. Had she had you had she given you a warning before? No. Okay. She had not. So she just gives you that warning and says it's your final warning. She had not told you to stop. She actually encouraged you to send more because she was bored. Is that correct? Her words to me were, "Send what you have on board." Okay. And so you did it. Correct. Mm -hmm. I sent her everything. Mm Um, she told me that this is my final warning not Mm -hmm. to contact her again in any way. Okay. 
After that, I sent her one last screenshot that he had sent me. And what was the nature of that screenshot? Um, that was a picture of him in the painting bed. Okay. Uh, with his pants off. Correct. Okay. And then what happened after you I'll sent that? I'll tell you what, this might be a good time to take a break. Yes. Because things kind of get darker from here. Yes, they do. And uh, it sounds like a good stopping point and yep. a good place to pick up another segment. All right, we'll be right back. Scoop Squad Truth Squad is brought to you in part by T Graphics on Charleston's West Side. For 38 years, this Charleston-based business has provided in-house professional screen printing, commercial-grade heat transfers, very important to set us apart from the cricket world, and embroidery, promotional products, advertising, specialties, distribution, serving clients locally, regionally, and nationally, superior service, quality goods, and on-time delivery. Call 304-345-4816 or go to tgraphics.com. That's T-E-E-graphics.com. And by Quinn Computers. With many of us working from home, connectivity is more important than ever. Let Quinn Computers and Spring Hill take care of all your computer challenges. Computer and laptop service, all brands. Network troubleshooting and repair. Wireless network, VPN installation and support. Security and firewall installation and support. Backup and recovery service, remote systems administration. www.quintechnology.com. That's www.quinntechnology.com. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad, brought to you in part by Quinn Computers in Spring Hill, and by Eggplant on Bridge Road. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad with Ashley Switzer and Ron Hughes. We are having a conversation with Jenny Harless, who had some unpleasant experiences and run-ins, not only with the uh, Charleston City Police Chief and his wife, but also some FBI agents and the state police. So let's go back to our story. All right. This is the second scoop of the Scoop Squad Truth Squad. We are here with Jenny Harless. She is recounting her experience with the chief of police of Charleston Police Department, Chief Tyke Hunt, and the interactions that she had with him as well as his wife, Jessica Hunt. Um, Jenny, you have told us about being invited to City Hall after hours Um to have sexual relations with Chief Hunt, and you did not have sexual relations. In fact, you, when he got naked, um, you left, or he, and and made it clear to him that nothing was going to happen. He invented an excuse to get you out of the office, and you left. Correct. Um, he invited you multiple times after to come back for sex. Um, and and I think it's just super important to to point out that this all happened in an incredibly short period of time. Just, just in a few three days. days, a few days, a few days. Then there were spaces after that. Yeah, um, and, and this carried on for a couple of months after that initial incident at City Hall, where and then Jessica, you reached out to her. Um, you you found out that Tyke that's had, Tyke's wife. Yes, you found out that Tyke had blocked you. Um, I would use the term ghost, ghosted you after pursuing you so very hard. I um, mean, you thought you might still have a, a um, 
you know, a, a decent relationship, maybe just texting back and forth friendly or whatever. Although I don't know how you go, go from the pictures that he sent you because I've seen them as well as probably a lot of Charleston has seen them. Ed, I, I don't know that I would want him doing contract work in my house. No, not after that. Um, but she did find out, and uh, then she, um, you sent her all the proof. Um, she asked for more proof. You sent her more, um, and then you sent – she warned you not to, to contact her again, and you sent one last picture of Tyke naked in the tanning bed, and then you blocked her. Is that correct? Correct. And those were pictures that he had sent to you, not ones that you had. T- you had taken none of these pictures. No. All of those were. No, they were all sent by him. Okay. Yeah, I've seen these pictures. Whew. I. That's all. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, let's jump ahead. Two days later. Yeah, let's jump ahead, and um, so the last message that you have is from from Jessica telling you not to contact her on April 25th, 2022. Um, Jump to April 27th, two days later. What happened two days later? April 27th, I am working from home. I am sitting at my desk at home. And my desk is in my living room. And I saw, I don't live on a high traffic street. I saw a car pull up and stop in front of my house. And then I hear someone knocking on my door. When I go to the door, the gentleman said, said my name. And I said, yes, that's me. Uh And he introduced himself as an FBI agent. There was also a West Virginia State Police Officer. Yes, with him. And yes. they showed their ID. Is they right? did. They both showed their but ID. They didn't leave you a card, business card. No, I asked for an ID, or I asked for cards. And they did not have cards to give me. Okay, so they showed up at your door. You go out, and what do they say to you? Why do they say they are at your house? Well, I actually go out to speak to them outside because <clears throat> it was a pretty nice day outside. I didn't realize until after they left and I'm thinking about all of this. I have a ring doorbell. So all of this is on video on my ring doorbell. Yes, which I have also seen. And the FBI officer told me that he received a complaint on me. I actually laughed when he said that and said, are you, are you serious? And he said, yes, he got a complaint of harassment. And he tells me that the complaint came from Jessica Hunt. Okay. His words were, there's two sides to every story. I have my side. Now I'm here to get your side. Yeah. I what guess was his assured side? you in the beginning that you weren't going to be arrested or you didn't they didn't have any handcuffs. Correct. He said actually twice during this discussion that I was not in trouble. He hadn't did not have handcuffs on him. I was not being arrested. And was that part recorded on the ring? Yes. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This whole conversation is on the ring video. Okay. He then um 
he asked my side of the story. Okay. So he already I already had his side of the story. He already had his side. <laughs> his side was that you um, were harassing Jessica Hunt, and this is coming from Jessica Hunt or Tyke Hunt, one of the two. One of the two, or both. <clears throat> I asked him to define harassment for me, and he said it was constant text messages. Okay. Which you weren't texting, you were Facebook messaging. Correct. Okay. Which he said is why he had the involvement, because it was done online. Okay. That's why the FBI was involved. Well, let me just stop you right there, because I have been doxxed online myself. I've been a victim of doxxing. And what happened to me online was actually threatening. My my whole life was published in a 12-page um, blog um, the my my house the satellite image of my house was posted online encouraging people to come to my house encouraging people to call my place of work um, and I never had FBI involvement <laughs> I'm just saying anyway go ahead I spoke to a lot of law enforcement and everyone is amazed that's that the crazy. FBI made a house call in this that's crazy okay so continue um, so I told him that I had just sent Jessica screenshots of what Tyke had been sending me and he said yes that's what I got from Tyke Tyke Hunt okay so Tyke had told him he said that Tyke had told him that you had been sending did, did he refer to him as Tyke and Tyke Hunt but not as chief no not one person. time did he refer to him as so it was like a personal chief. relationship correct okay I even asked at one point if they knew him personally and they just said that they knew who he was, but they didn't really know him. Okay. So, again, I'm just reassured that they're not there to arrest me. They had no handcuffs. So what did they want to do? I mean, what, what, was, their, what was their objective? Did they tell you? They just said they wanted my side of the story. And, and did you show them the Facebook message? I did not. Jessica. I offered to show them. I said, I can show you my phone if you want. But they said, no, they did not need to see that. Really? Correct. Did you ask if there was a formal complaint filed against you? I did not. It's kind of shocking when the FBI shows up at your house. It would be. Yeah. I mean, you would think that that would be, there would have to be a written formal complaint for the FBI to come to your home. Right? I would think so. I don't know. That just seems like common And there sense. probably is a paper trail. I would, I would All right. So, so you, at this point, are feeling probably very shaken um, because the FBI and the West Virginia State Police first visited your place of work. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And they, they and told weren't me, there because you were working from home. Yes. They so, told me um, before they left my house. They said, just to let you know, we did stop by your place of employment first. Okay. So what, when they leave, what is your th- what's going on in your head at this point? I'm just in shock knowing that this is, a complete lie mm-hmm. that there was no harassment. She asked for these messages. Correct. Yes. Okay. And she actually could have. It could have. It could be said that she threatened you and she said to watch your back. Right. I actually thought I filled out a complaint mm-hmm. online with the FBI. That did you ever hear back from them on that? I complaint? did not. Okay. Did you make any phone calls? Did they have a, an eight hundred number to call? I you? called as soon as they left. I called the eight hundred number. To the FBI. Do you have to look that up yourself? Because they I did. give you a card. And he actually said at one point, if you need to get, get in touch with me, just call the 800 number. Okay. So I called the 800 number. I had to leave a message. 
a gentleman called me back and said he was the supervisor. When I tried to discuss what happened and wanted answers of why the FBI would come to my house over something like this, mm-hmm. I was very scolded by this gentleman. Hmm. I was told that I was wasting his time, that they had other things to do. And you're probably like, yeah, for sure you do. I agree. I told him, I said, I absolutely agree with you. But when the FBI shows up at your house over something like this, I feel like you should be able to defend yourself. That's right. And And apparently they didn't have too much to do when they came in person. Correct. Nor did the state police. Correct. All right, so you pretty much get victim shamed at that point. Yeah, he he actually ended the call by telling me, "Do not bother his office with this again." Really? Correct. And you you didn't get the name of that guy, did you? I did not. Okay. All right, so um, fast forward. Okay, that happens April twenty seventh. You well, are approached by the West Virginia State Police and the FBI. Uh, so later that day, did you? Well. The 28th, the next day. No, actually, later that evening, Okay, I contacted a friend who used to be a county sheriff Okay, just to get his opinions on the FBI showing up at my house. And we, I felt like they were harassing me by fol- filing a false report, something that was a complete lie, and sending these authorities to my house. I'd already tried. In an effort to what? Like just get, to shut you up? I feel like it was to scare me. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Okay. Because they did they did nothing else. When they left, all they did was just say don't contact them anymore. Okay. And like I told them, I had already blocked. It was over in your mind. Yes. Yes, they would have never heard from me again. Right. So, while I'm talking to the previous deputy sheriff I already suspected this, but he gave me the same thoughts. State police, county sheriffs, they're not going to come in. They're not going to take a report from me. Mm-hmm. That's out of her jurisdiction. Right. So they're not going to. The city that I live in, I just wasn't going to go to that police department. Right. There was no Too point. small of a town. So what yeah. was your next step then? Um, he recommended to me, the the deputy sheriff, the former deputy sheriff, that I go actually to the office the next day. I work in Charleston. Okay. And while I'm in the office to contact Metro and tell Metro that I want to file a complaint and ask them to have a Charleston police officer contact me. Okay. Which I thought was strange mm-hmm. that he would suggest that I contact the same police department. But he assured me that Charleston police take these matters very serious. So that's what I did. I went to office in the office the next day. I got a call back from a Charleston police officer. Mm -hmm. I told him the situation and he his response was that he needed to speak to his his supervisor. His direct supervisor. So you, let me just sum this up. You felt like you were being harassed by Chief Hunt and his wife by having the FBI and the state police sent to your house over this matter. Especially since it was false. Yes, right. There was no truth to it. Right. So you call the city the, the and 
the the um, the person, the officer that you talk to says he has to contact his supervisor and we'll get back with you. Correct. All right. So who would be his supervisor other than the chief? Do you know police? who he contacted? Um, I, I don't know if it was like a shift commander. Okay. So it, it wasn't going all the way up to the chief of police. No, he was just going to his, his immediate direct. supervisor. All right. So who did you hear from next? He called me back and he said, due to the fact that Neither of us are Charleston residents. Meaning you and Jessica Hunt. Correct. That they could not take the complaint. And he referred me to the city's human resources department. Okay. Which I questioned that because I was trying to file the complaint on Jessica at this point. Right. When I questioned him about why would you send me to HR mm-hmm. when Jessica's not an employee for the city? His words to me were, you will have to get to Tyke to get to her. Okay. So at this point, you start um, investigating and sending uh, emails. Correct. to um, You sent one to the, a couple to the mayor. First, I sent the mayor a Facebook message. And told her that I had a situation with her chief of police. And since she is the one that employs the chief of police, that I would like to discuss it with her before I made a a big deal. Yes. A big stink about it. Correct. Okay, so because he, the, the chief of police is appointed by the mayor. So did you tell her over Facebook what the issue was? I did not. Okay. I just asked her to contact me. Okay. And did you, you hear from point, her? Why don't we take a break? Okay. Because we're kind of getting into the the meat yes, of this, the issue. Yep. This uh, next scoop is going to be super important. So we'll be right back with the rest of the story. Brought to you in part by Quinn Computers. With many of us working from home, connectivity is more important than ever. Let Quinn Computers in Spring Hill take care of all your computer challenges. Computer and laptop services, all brands. Network troubleshooting and repair. Wireless network VPN installation and support. Security and firewall installation and support. Backup and recovery service remote system administration and more at quinntechnology.com. If you would like to tie your business with this popular podcast, you can contact me. Ron Hughes to advertise at ron.hughes, R-O-N dot H-U-G-H-E-S at wvradio.com or you could call me at 304-342-8131. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad, brought to you in part by Quinn Computers in Spring Hill and by Eggplant on Bridge Road. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad with Spencer and Ron Hughes. We have a guest, Jenny Harless, who had some unpleasant experiences with the city police chief uh, and therefore also the agency, police agency and the FBI and the state police. This is the final segment, and this is how things wrap up. All right, you're back for the third scoop of the Scoop Squad Truth Squad. We're here with Jenny Harless. So, Jenny, you started, um, you, you said you Facebooked the mayor saying that you had an issue with the chief of police and you would like to, a chance to discuss it with her because the chief of police is appointed by the mayor. This is her chief of police, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and did you hear back from her? 
I did not. Okay. Then did you send an, an email to the mayor's office? Yes. Okay. I sent the Facebook message on the same day that I talked to the police officer. Okay. I did not hear back from Amy. Mm-hmm. So the following day, I sent an email to the mayor's office general email address, right, the, the one that I found online. Right. Mayor's office at cityofcharleston.org. Did you give any details in that one, in that email? <clears throat> I did. Okay. Yes, I broke it down. Okay. That the FBI has showed up at my house um, about his involvement with it. Did you tell her that you had been at City Hall when the chief got undressed? I did. In that email. Okay. Correct. All right. Did you hear back from that email? I did not. Okay. So uh, so who else did you email then? After that, you did not hear back from her. Um, that was May. That was April 29th. April 29th. Um, then you called to follow up on the email um, and were told that they might not have seen it. They would check and call you back. Then on May 4th, you called to follow up again because they hadn't called you back. You left a message. Um, May 4th, you... Uh, resent the email from april 29th um, with the following message i sent this complaint last friday and i have received i have not received any follow-up so i'm sending it again in case it didn't make it the first time can you please send acknowledgement that it was received and give me an update on any decisions and that was sent on may the 4th on may the 5th um, you picked up that that same email that you sent to the mayor's office um, and sent it to Lieutenant Brian Bennett with the CT- CPD Professional Standards Division. Is that correct? Correct. And you told uh, Lieutenant Brian Bennett with the uh, Professional Standards Division that you sent this email to the mayor's office twice, uh, that you called uh, once earlier this week and Andrew was supposed to have someone to get back to you. Nobody has gotten back to you. No one has responded. Um, sh- you hate to bring it to his department, but you're not getting, um, you're unhappy with the involvement of the FBI and want something done. You didn't know where else to go because the mayor's office won't respond. Um, you said you've contacted the, told him that you contacted the county, the state, and the FBI. No one will listen to my side when I say I feel unsafe because of the threat and feel like I've been harassed with a false accusation. Um that was May 5th. On May 6th, you receive a, a email back from Lieutenant Bennett. Is that correct? Correct. Saying that he's received uh, your email and have inquired further into the complaint. It's my understanding that FBI is looking into this matter due to the nature of the allegation and the alleged involvement of Chief Hunt. The email you sent has been forwarded to the local FBI office. I encourage you to contact that office with any further inquiries related to your complaint. And just as a reminder, that was the office that asked you not to contact them again, the FBI. The right? FBI did. Yeah, so so they're right. telling you you need to contact the FBI. And the FBI has told you not to. And the FBI said go away. Correct. Okay. Um, so at this point, um, you're getting no response. Uh, and then, so what happens next? Well, I actually asked Lieutenant Bennett for the contact at the FBI. Yes, and he never sent that to you. Is that correct? He never. I asked him for that information twice. Okay. And never did get a response. So the last email that I see, May 9th, um, you are contacted by the city's HR director. Is that correct? Scott Borchers. And you met with Mr. Borchers along with city attorney Kevin Baker um, on May the 9th from about 2.15 to 3.15. And you're saying an hour is an over estimate, right? It was shorter than that. Um, 
the initial request was for you. You want they wanted to see any proof that you had. They wanted that you to send that in an email. Um, you refused to do that, so they asked if you could meet in their office, which you did that day. They took turns looking through your phone. Um, and only stopped to show pictures to each other. They didn't look at anything in detail, and they didn't ask for a copy of anything. Um, so w- at the end of that meeting, they told you that there would be an investigation. Is that correct? Correct. Through HR. Correct. Is that correct? Um, and unfortunately, since it was going to be an HR matter, they would not be able to tell you any details or the outcome of the investigation. Is that correct? That's correct. Did they contact you um when you left the office that day, did they contact you with any follow-up information or ask you any more questions? Or they, they did not contact me. I did send them a few follow-up emails. Mm-hmm. With some but they didn't reach out to you during an investigation to ask you. They didn't want to confiscate your phone. When they were looking through your phone, did you get the feeling that they were able to read any of these messages? No. Okay. No, they would scroll through my phone until they saw a picture. They would show the other one the picture, and then they would just keep scrolling. So probably the they new, didn't read anything. The new pictures, correct? Okay, of Chief Hunt, correct? Okay, um, so that was on May 9th. By May eighteenth, you were notified that the investigation was closed. Um, is that right? No, June twenty third. Okay, so okay. I got that wrong. Um, June 23rd, you were notified that it was closed. And it, and because it was an HR matter, they could not tell you anything about the investigation. Is that right? Correct. He just wanted me to have closure. Oh, which so I they think this was the end of the matter. We've, we've investigated and we're not going to tell you we what happened. We investigated ourselves and, and found that we were totally innocent. Correct. Basically is what they were saying. Yes. Okay. And you never did recontact the FBI. No, I did not. Because basically... The only contact that I had with the FBI after that was when I filed a harassment um, complaint on Jessica Mm -hmm. because she actually threatened me. When she said, watch your back. Correct. Okay. No one ever followed up with me on that. We have to remind everybody, this is not this year. This is 2022 during an election year. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and I... If I can just kind of give my commentary, Ron, if you want to jump in here, I mean, listening to to Jenny's story, I've got five major takeaways. Um, And the the first major takeaway that I think is a problem that it appears that um, city attorney Kevin Baker says that an investigation was done and concluded. Um, In fact, his email to you states that it's an HR matter. We're going to provide no comment, but we wanted you to have closure. However, he didn't look at all the evidence. Um, it doesn't seem appear that he did his due diligence in you know taking his time to confiscate your phone or to collect all the evidence. Um, and I say that to say this because if anybody had seen all of the evidence, the evidence that I saw, the evidence on your phone, the pictures, the text messages, there is absolutely no way that someone could have concluded that Chief Hunt did not bring you to City Hall after hours to have sex with you. There's no way. I mean, clearly the investigation was, uh, their investigation was his word against yours. That's that's what it appears. I would think there would be video in the police station yeah. um, of you being let in by him and brought to his office. 
Now, I'm assuming he would have any video turned off once he got into his office and take off his clothes, but there should be evidence, video evidence of him letting you into the building. Well, and here's the other thing. If there was a true investigation, wouldn't the protocol be, Ron, to put someone on administrative leave? Like, I, I wouldn't imagine that you could continue your role as a chief of police when you're when there's an active investigation on you. Well, if if the administration was going to take it seriously, yes, they would place him on administrative leave. Yeah, I, I just I just can't. That just seems that just seems like regular protocol. Um, the other takeaway that I have, I mean, if this was a regular patrolman that had been found to do exactly what Chief Hunt did, I mean, he would he would have been fired. The evidence would be there. No questions asked. I mean, I, and I think it's pretty well known that Chief Hunt's patrolmen know about you, Jenny, right? They do. Um, have, in fact, seen some of the pictures that Chief Hunt sent you, correct? Correct. I mean, and you just wonder about how that affects the culture of CPD. You, you wonder what that does to the morale of the patrolmen when they see their chief's nude photos being circulated all over Charleston. You know, how can they, how can the patrolmen respect him after that? Well, they're very aware that the FBI showed up at my house as well. Yeah, I mean. Those police officers that you know or yeah. talk to. Um, I know a few police officers, but they will say that all of the police officers know. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, the other thing that, that, that has, that comes to my mind is, you know, has he, has he compromised his position as chief of police with this mess? You know, has he compromised the office? Has he done this before? You know, I mean, has he, he, done it since? he progressed this, he progressed with you super fast and was, seemed very comfortable doing so. I, I wouldn't think that that is, this would have been and, the first time. You're, you're not like an 18, 20 year old young lady. No. I mean, can you imagine if the victim had been 18, 20, 22 years old? Yeah. I mean, ha- has this, have there been other women? You yeah. know, has this they would, they happened? They would not have been able to probably feel like they could resist or felt overwhelmed, you know, by the authority of the position. Actually, in one of my text messages, I did make the comment to him that he's not a rookie on this. And he responded and said, no, I'm not. Which seems to suggest that this was not his first. And you still have those texts. I do. Oh, yeah. The other issue that, that concerns me is an appearance of the, of the abuse of power in this situation um, by Chief Hunt in bringing the FBI and the West Virginia State Police you know, into his personal problems. You know, I, I mean, I don't know exactly why the FBI agent and the state police officer did what they did or exactly, you know, what they were told to make them track you down at work and ultimately at your home. But I don't know what crime you could have committed that could have been the basis for such a visit. I I've, really don't. I've been harassed by phone, you know, in the yeah. earlier days of, of cell phones. You know, I would just get random calls in the middle of the night. It would be somebody that blocked their number and, you know, wake me up in the middle of the night. Uh, maybe send a random text or, or so. And finally, I just said, I have to contact my local police. Yeah. Because I didn't know where it was coming from. Well, right. the, the police investigated it. Uh, a friend of mine who was a magistrate came to me and said, hey, I saw your name on this warrant. The The police are going to investigate this hard. And I said, well, I'm glad. Um, and it turned out to be some kids, I, don't know, I wouldn't say kids, but young adults from Cedar Grove, mm-hmm. you know, which was 
probably 30 miles away from my house. But the point is the FBI didn't get involved. No, not the (laughs) FBI and not the state police. No, I mean, people make rude comments online all the time. I mean, you have these spats go back and forth all the time. Like, I just don't see a basis for the FBI's involvement. And in fact, the FBI told you to stop bothering them with this silly little thing that they didn't have time for. Right. (sighs) The other issue that, you know, did they go as a favor to Tyke? We don't know. Well, they they referred to him as Tyke and then followed up with Tyke Hunt, according to your uh, commentary. I mean, did they lie? Did did Tyke and Jessica lie to to the officers? We just don't know. Yeah. Well, they didn't refer to him as Chief Hunt or Officer Hunt or, you know, whatever other title. They referred to him by his first name and then by his whole name. And the other issue I'm going to say is an issue of transparency. I mean, we're talking about the Charleston chief of police, you know, someone who should be held to the highest standard. I mean, you would think that if you are in a position of power, if you're in the administration, that you would want to make sure that your chief of police is above reproach. Um, And, you know, if they did do an investigation, and which they say they did, then if there was no wrongdoing, why not show it? You know, why not say, here's the investigation, here's the conclusion, there was nothing that he did wrong, okay? But if he did do something wrong, then wouldn't the public deserve to know that? Absolutely. Shouldn't we have the right to know that? Shouldn't Jenny have the right to have protection? She should, and she should have the right to tell her story to the proper authorities. Yes. I mean, I I honestly feel like, Jenny, that's all you were asking for is for someone to listen to you and to hear what happened to you. That's really all you wanted. It is. And 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 the people that should have been able to give you that failed to do that. Failed to do so. Um and let you continue to I mean, I don't know, a situation like that where the FBI and the West Virginia State Police come knocking at your door. That leaves a mark, I would think. I would think you'd have nightmares after that. Yeah. I, I So, you know, and the, and the last thing is the fact that all of these allegations brought to the authorities happened during an election year. And nobody wanted to talk about it. I think that's why it went away so quickly. The mayor didn't address it. I mean, this is, we're talking about a woman who is, champions women right yes yes and we've got a woman here who is alleging and has got a lot of you know i don't even think you're i think you're you're pretty much it's not you're not complaining about the graphic texts right and the messages sent back and forth because you participated in that too right like i am alarmed by them i'm alarmed (laughs) that i can't behavior of i can't unsee that Um, and it is alarming, um, and but you're not really necessary. You you participated in that. What you're upset about is the fact that he did abuse. You feel like he abused your his power to intimidate you and, and to silencing you, and then spreading false narratives about you. Absolutely. And you just wanted to write that wrong. And the system let you down. And and the system let you down. I actually sent a text to Amy or a Facebook message to Amy. And told her that I was disappointed in her and the way that it was handled. 
and that she would allow her chief of police to treat someone the way he did. This is a this is a Me Too movement, a Harvey Weinstein movement, if there ever was one. Yeah. Just like in Hollywood, just like in any case with public figures. This is this is a Me Too movement moment. And you know, in a in an age and in, in an era where women are want to stick together and want to stand up for each other and um it, it, I'm just shocked in this case that that wasn't the case. And as you said before, who has he done this to before? And it they are scared to say something. Or right. or could be me saying something stop it from happening happening to someone else. Maybe well, someone else has a story to tell. Yeah, and I think the fact that you are here telling your story, I think you're exactly right. I think that that will if there are other women out there we invite we invite them that to they will come us. forth yeah. and if not if if by chance you are the only one then no he admitted this was not his first go around yeah but maybe you'll be the last right like I if, hope. if you are out telling your story maybe maybe you'll be the last maybe you weren't the first but maybe you'll be the last and let's just hope that I that's hope. the case i hope if i was the first i'm the only one i do too I do too. Well, we are at the end of a classic story, um, but hopefully this is not the very end. There, that there's more to it. Um, maybe there's an amendment coming that uh, justice will be served. Um, here at the Scoop Squad, Truth Squad, this is this is our mission: is for tr- transparency, uh, not only. In, in government, uh, but in, in any organization, you know, that, that has power over people. Um, we, we want to be the, the ones that tell the story that no one else will, uh, yeah. as long as it's a legitimate story. Um, we have a mission that uh, there's things that just aren't being told, yeah. and either out of fear or for some other reason. And, I, and I'd like to add that, you know, I've I said it before, but we've known about, Jenny, we didn't know your name, but we've known about story this story for around. quite a long time. And I've waited, you know, patiently, like the, like we have been told that, that news outlets have this information and um, have not, you know, acted on it yet. You've told how many other news organizations about it? One has known about it for... For several months, mm-hmm. and they're a just, television station, correct? And they are very interested in it. They're just waiting for clearance. Yes. Well, and I would say that this is why this podcast exists. Um, you know, you said it right. Maybe the the story. Maybe they don't want to tell the story. Maybe they don't have time to tell the story. Maybe they feel like there's more important things out there. Um, and that's why we're here. And I, I hope that just being able to tell your story on the Scoop Squad gives you a little bit of peace. And we invite anybody else to reach out to us either through Facebook, social media, or our email address, um, scoopsquadwv at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for being a guest and for being so courageous and coming on. You did a great job. Thank you, you for having me. stuck to your timeline. I appreciate it. And um, we enjoyed the conversation. And, and like Ron said, I hope that there is a follow-up 
that gives you uh, real closure this time. Um, and I hope you'll come back and let us know what that is. I hope I'm back to report good news. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad. You can find us on your favorite podcast channel like Spotify, Spreaker, uh, or on the WCHS network slash podcasts. We welcome you to uh, join us. We welcome you to subscribe uh, and also to share with your friends or anybody else that might be interested in our stories. And we will talk to you next week, Charleston, West Virginia. Thanks a bunch. Rebroadcast, retransmission, or transcription is not permissible without the expressed approval of Scoop Squad Truth Squad. Copyright 2023. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.